Broadcasting live from the Out of the Boat Ministry headquarters, you're listening to Cast the Net. Now here's your hosts, Matt Hynas and Sean Fraunfelder. All right, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, uh, Lord, I want to thank you for another blessed day. I want to thank you for um, just the beautiful weather that you've given us. Lord, um, I ask you to be with us tonight. Uh, Lord, I really believe tonight's just going to be a fun night. Uh, I've been looking forward to this. Um, Lord, I've always uh, I've always thanked you for just incredible people that you've placed in my life. Um, and these are two more of the guys that you've placed in my life. Um, I've been very fortunate with that. Uh, but Lord, I know it's a gift from you. Um, Lord, the laughter that these two have brought to my life, uh, the support that these two have brought to my life uh, has been second to none. Uh, and I'm grateful for, for that. But, uh, but again, Lord, I, I know that, that this is from you. This is, this is from you. So, um, Lord, I pray that you be with us tonight through our conversation. Uh, Lord, I know um, this conversation can go many different ways. I'm looking forward to the deepness that it's going to get into, but also the laughter it's going to get into. Lord, I want to continue to pray for the people that are affected during this time, people who have lost their jobs, uh, people who just don't know what's going to happen um, day to day, and the people who have lost loved ones. Uh, I want to continue to pray for those people who are uh, just working the crazy hours during this time. Um, getting exhausted, Lord, I pray that you continue to give them strength. Lord, I pray that you continue to give this um, country unity, that we come together during this time. And, and Lord, that we realize that this is something that may not have come from you, but is being allowed from you. And, and, and there's lessons from that. And Lord, we need to stop the complaining and slow down and really dig in to find out what it is that you're uh, wanting to teach each and every one of us. Lord, again, I can't thank you enough for all that you've done for me and for all the guys that are sitting here. Lord, we love you and want to pray this in the holy, powerful, and spotless name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 And welcome to Castanet podcast number 18, brought to you by Out of the Boat Ministries. I am Sean Fraunfelder, joined once again with Matt Hynas. Broadcasting from FEMA Region 5. Region you said five. that last week. <laughs> and Adam Shine is uh, on the soundboard again. I'm here. There he is. So tonight we have... Guess we just waved. Right. Yeah, we had one of the guys waved. Uh, so tonight we have with us um, two very close friends of mine. Um, close friends of uh, everybody that's in, in group. They're a part of Out of the Boat Ministry. Um, you've probably heard us reference them. Uh, a couple times throughout some of the other podcasts. Under many names. Under many different names. So I'm going to introduce you to their actual name, and then what you'll probably hear us refer to them the rest of the night that is allowed to be recorded. (laughs) First is Aaron Swope. (laughs) Howdy. There you go. Um, And second is Adam Swope. Hello, everyone. Hello. Um, Hello. Hello. He looks like Joaquin <laughs> Phoenix. <laughs> I Listen, I don't yeah. have any fancy FEMA region, but I'm here. All right. <laughs> yeah, you are. So uh, nicknames are what these guys go by, at least in my book. Yes. Uh, I, it feels weird to call them by their actual name. Uh, so Stubby is 
I'm sorry. Aaron Swope is lovingly known as Stubby or in our group. A.A. Ron. Or A.A. Ron. <laughs> and Adam is known as Swope. Not quite as clever, is it? <laughs> it's not, but I don't know I've ever called you anything other than that in the 40 well, years I've known you. Well, yes, you have. You've well, that's true, but, things, but in public. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyways, I want to welcome you guys here. Um, don't forget their out-of-the-boat nickname. Because they are brothers, they are the Malachi brothers. (laughs) The Malachi brothers. So if you're out there and you go, who are the Malachi brothers? I want to take you back to the 1970s happy days when the Fonz is in the Derby and he's going up against two notorious brothers that will do anything to anybody (laughs) and they don't care. They are the Malachi brothers. And that is where the nickname came for these two. There's nobody that they won't make fun of, that they won't point out, that they won't laugh at, that they won't pull jokes on. There's nothing that they won't say or do to get a good laugh from the guys in the group. And I will say say this, too. If one of us does it, and it's typically stubby, we tend to get lumped. Yes, you do. We do get (laughs) lumped quite a bit. You do, but, I mean, you, you follow behind pretty quickly. Right. That's fair. Yep. There's not much that he doesn't say that you wouldn't agree with. That's true. Right. Hey, can I, right. with your audience here real quick before we get started, can we do an over-under bet um, on how many times I've coughed through this? Sure. I'm going to say 35 is the number because I've been coughing a good bit. So uh, for all your people out there, take bets. So this is this a every time you cough, they drink? Or is this no, every time this you is not that kind of show. This is not a family show. I don't know bad. if we can do that anymore. Can't uh, we just punch him every <laughs> time he calls? You could. <laughs> what we need to make clear, though, public service announcement, you cannot catch the coronavirus over the airwaves. That's true. Right, there yep. you go. Safety first. Is yeah. that from, is that from uh, FEMA 5 region director? Uh, that was from FEMA 5 medical director, Dr. Amy Acton. Oh. Under the guise of... The governor, Michael <laughs> D. for Democrat DeWine. <laughs> We're, We're going south real quick. We've never, yeah. we've never been political on this. I've been rare poor. Until the now. Malachi brothers just bring it right, <laughs> right. out. And right. we're off. Let's uh, steer this car right back on the road. <laughs> okay, so let's get started off uh, just for uh, this podcast and for the uh, group. Um, for those of you who have listened, listened to uh, kind of how Out of the Boat got started, um, these are the two guys that uh, I felt the Lord uh, lay on my heart to approach to start this group. Uh, we went, uh, actually, they invited me to uh, their church. Uh, at the time, wasn't your church, but that's where you guys go now, out to Ebenezer, because uh, their, their dad was going. They invited me to go to this um, weekend kind of retreat, men's retreat called Man, Man Up. Uh, and that night, I watched them recommit their lives to Christ. Uh, and I felt very strongly, uh, still do, I still know exactly where I was at when I was coming over the overpass, uh, the Lord laid in my heart to, to reach out to these two and start just a men's Bible study. That was it. We're going to meet, was it every other week, I think, on like mm-hmm. a Friday or something yeah. like that. So it took a couple months after that, if I remember right, before us to actually start meeting, I thought. Right. Yeah, I think you, you mentioned you were hesitant. At first, which, oh, very, uh, yeah, rightfully very, so. I mean, considering that I was going to get made fun of by you two, right? I don't know if you guys remember this, but we weren't sure what to call it. And back then, I think we yeah. called it uh, because it was in your automotive shop, yeah, 
at the time we decided at least for one week we were going to call it breaks bibles and beers yes yeah because yes. we needed we needed to name it something and that's we did that pretty much what was cool. nice. what, that we well we had this idea too that we were going to actually work on cars yeah. and we never actually have in the history of out of the boat we never actually worked on anything right um but, but ourselves we, hey i've right. got some cars you can work on well, well I, yeah, but you buy Cadillacs, and that's what happens. I probably wasn't going to work on anything, that's let's be honest. Fault. I can barely handle a wrench, so <laughs> I'd have probably supervised. You'd have been there for more. Right, and made yeah. fun of you guys. Of course, um, yeah, that was the first, because mm-hmm. we, uh, we had a secret Facebook um, group that you had to be invited into, and that, that was the name of it. Right. And then uh, it didn't last too long, because we thought, well, you know, to get any kind of respectful people to come by this, <laughs> or just to start advertising it for more people, we probably right. shouldn't call it um, that. Yeah. Uh, so then we went many years with no. It was, was just mm-hmm. it was just men's mm-hmm. group. Yeah. You know that's all it was. Yeah. Um. So. Um. So yeah, these two are uh, two of the OG. Yes. Out of the boat guys. <laughs> yeah, ri- original gangsters here. Um. So they've been around since the very beginning. And uh, so that's kind of where I want to start on things. So go back to that Friday night. We're at Man Up. So you guys, I mean, is it safe to say you were raised going to church? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we were, we went pretty much every Sunday. Um, Basically, I mean, because we were made to at, at the point. We went Presbyterian actually just down the street, but... Yeah, we were made to go, so that's why we went. It wasn't by choice. I'm sure we grumbled about it quite a bit, but. But, I mean, like, what are some of your, like, do you have any kind of fond memories, or, or was it just a dreadful thing you had to go to every Sunday? <laughs> it was so different back then. Um, I remember it being very regimented, and nothing against that the church. that it's, it's a fine church. I don't mean this against them at all, but. When we were growing up, it was, you know, you stood up, you sang a hymn, you sat down, you listened to the message, you dressed nice, and I don't ever remember hearing anything about the focus being on your relationship with Jesus Christ. I just remember thinking, well, I got to follow these rules and get in line, or I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do. And half of it, really, I didn't even understand it. Right. I I didn't realize what I didn't know until, you know, a few years ago when we, you know, started this journey again, started it over, I guess is a better way to put it. So how many years ago was your your man up weekend where you guys recommitted your life seven six or seven yeah it was the it was the second one i believe no, was it the first the very first it was the very one? first one yeah, yeah. okay because yeah. i know that there was a couple out there i thought so yeah so, because, yeah that would have been what six years ago yes i think we're coming up on number seven because uh, with move the hills we're one year behind yeah okay yeah yeah yeah, I remember Dad approached us about it, and, and it, it wasn't, he didn't go to that church, but he, he said, hey, we heard about this thing they're putting on, it's right here in Logan, would you guys be interested in, in going to it? And I remember Aaron and I talked about it, and we said, well, this isn't really our thing, I don't know if we're interested in that, but, you know, it's something we can do with Dad, we don't spend enough time with him, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, he would enjoy it, and we'll all go, we, to be honest, we kind of went to appease him. So had you right. been going to church regular at that time? No, I hadn't. No, I actually uh, went to St. Matthew whenever the girls had a Christmas program or it was a special circumstance. Um, Easter. Easter, right. Yeah. Um, 
my wife usually would get up and, and take the kids every Sunday and I would go to the golf course is where I spent most of my Sundays. Yeah. So. I used to do the same thing. Yeah. But no, it was, uh, thinking back on all that too. I, yeah, I can't, I, I understand why she might've been a little upset at times. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. One of many reasons. Yeah. <laughs> Your wife's going to share the heck out of this episode. Yeah. She'll tell all her friends. <laughs> yeah. Listen to Aaron, what he said. He's grown so much. <laughs> not, not to go back to the to the our Presbyterian, but I had thoughts of what were some fond memories there, and some of them involved jump, jumping off the balcony and hanging. We set up battle lines in the nursery and threw toys at each other, and I think I threw a wooden tractor at you and busted your head open. At, True story. Ooh, I had during, to go get stitches because he heaved a wooden tractor yeah. at me and split my head open. During, during church yeah. going on, of course, then they had to go get our parents from upstairs yeah. and bring them down. It was a whole ordeal. But They, they were super that, excited to see us show up on Sunday. <laughs> uh, so that's that's some of the memories I have there. Yeah. God help us all. <laughs> yeah. I had so, a really good joke too when he talked about golfing on Sunday about all the dwarf on golf videos, but I didn't have the opportunity <laughs> to plug it in there. <laughs> We're glad you got a chance to plug it in now. Yeah. There's so, there's no short or tall on the radio. That's true. <laughs> right. That is true. That's right. So um so that Friday night. We all head out. Um, I had been connected to church. I've been going for a few years. Um, so you guys called and invited me, and I'm like, yeah, okay, sure. You know, I'll head out. Um, like you just said, you were pretty much going to appease your dad. Do you remember what it was that just, that, I don't know, flipped that switch that made you say, whoa, wait a minute, like this is different. Yeah, I remember, I don't know what there were there the first year, maybe 400, three, 400 guys, and uh, Joe Veal was speaking. And to back up a little bit, I'd, I had kind of felt the Lord um, tugging on me or calling me in my life for years before that. We, I'd taken my family to church and tried to get involved a little bit, and I, I don't know, no excuses. I just wasn't getting it done. I wasn't. No, but, I mean, I remember you coming up. You came to LCC a few times. Mm -hmm. You and Jenny were coming to, um, you stopped by every day, that young young adult group we'd have on yeah. Tuesday nights. I remember you guys coming to that. So, yeah, I think you were, now that you mentioned that, I do remember you kind of dipping your toe in. Yeah. Yeah, and, and when we were out there and Joe Veal was speaking, and, and I remember he was talking about, um, you know, if you're walking down the road and you saw a brother in the ditch, wouldn't, wouldn't you reach down and help him up? You know, and it, and he was he was relating it to um, your family, you know, and, and seeing some of the things, and it it truly felt like to me, I don't know, over there, three or four hundred guys, I felt like Joe was standing up there, pointing right at me, mm. and, and saying, "Hey, Adam, this is for you. This is for you." Of course, it was the Lord, you know, hit, mm -hmm. hitting home with me, but it was just, it was just overwhelming to me how much I needed to make a change. I needed to stick with it, you know. It needed to be something that wasn't just. Um, you know, this is fun for a little bit, and then I'm going to go back to my old ways. So. so when it came time to make that decision towards the end of the night, Jovial, you know, is an evangelist. That's what he does. So he gives the message, and then he gives the opportunity. Both of you made that dedication that night. Prior to you both committing, was there a conversation of, hey, I think I'm going to do this. You want to do this with me? Hey, are you? No. It, it, was, it was like Adam said earlier. It was just to go to hang out with dad and it's it was just 
at the same moment. I mean, when, when the altar call basically was made, um, we both stood up and no, we hadn't had any plans or anything like that before. So. Yeah. And I remember I, I didn't say, Hey, I'm going forward. I just, I did. And I remember, um, I think I was in front of you, but based on how we were setting. And I remember looking back over my shoulder and seeing him coming. I was like, at least I got somebody riding Chuckhead with me here. <laughs> at this I point, was nervous. I at was this nervous. point, Fran was in it's the awesome. back, wherever he was sitting with you guys, with his eyes beady-eyed and his mouth agape. Yeah, they, uh, they asked you to stand up um, because he, he went through, you know, kind of like a sinner's prayer. And and he does the same every year, you know. If you yeah. if you said this prayer, you stand up. And I remember you guys both standing up because I was one or two seats down from me, and I thought, oh. And then when they called you to go forward, you guys went. And I'm like, oh, this is really interesting. Um, never would have thought that that would spark the um, the like the the road that you guys have been on from then. You know, just not you know because. Yeah. You just don't know. I mean, I, I would have never thought that for myself that, um, you know, your guys' you recommitment was also going to be a kind of a, I don't want to say a crossroads for me, but would be, you know, kind of a um, a big kind of turning point in, in my walk. And I wasn't even the one that went up on stage. Like, I wasn't right. the one that did the. Right. Um, so, but I find it, and one of the things I find interesting, Adam, was you were talking about, um, how you felt the Lord was kind of calling you. So do you got, I mean, do you feel with any of the shenanigans and all the stuff that you guys did as young kids at, at Presbyterian, like, do you still feel any of that stuff may have stuck though? Like some of this stuff, like, do you feel that there was still some type of base there for you to be able to fall back on or during certain times? Yeah, I, I absolutely do. Um, I think just being in that atmosphere and hearing it, and I remember um, very vividly, I don't even remember how old I was, but I remember for some reason in Sunday, we were setting off to the left side, whereas we normally sat in the middle. And I don't remember what the pastor was talking about, but um, it, it was, some, it was the, you know, talking about Jesus going to the cross for our sins and, and all that he endured. And I remember looking to my left to, to the stained glass windows and seeing the picture of Jesus hmm. with the lambs and, and everything at his feet. And I absolutely lost it and broke down in tears. And I remember my mm-hmm. mom looking at me like, what is wrong with you? What? And I didn't know. I, you know, now I, I understood. <laughs> I was, the Holy Spirit was, yeah. you know, running wild on me that day, but I didn't understand what was wrong with me either. I just knew that I got really emotional looking at that picture of Jesus on the stained glass and hearing mm-hmm. what he had done for us. Yeah. Never, never heard that yeah. from you either. But I, I think these are some of the things that, look, a lot of us sometimes feel like we're dragging our kids off to church. But even yep. at that time when you guys felt the same and how rigid you felt things were and how there is still something that stuck. There's still something that kind of planted in there for you to fall back on. And I've told that story to, to people before on, because I didn't, I didn't know that either. Um, but I always said, like, I never had that base to fall back on, you know, when times got really kind of rough. So I think I was kind of part of, you know, if I was going to go, if I was going to go down or deep in a hole, I was going to go where it seemed like you guys always had something that would say, okay, enough's enough. Like you guys have your shenanigans, but also in life, you've also said, okay, I, I can't do this. I, I can't like, you guys have still had that kind of moral compass thing. And, and 
I always kind of wondered if that was kind of part of where you were able to kind of fall back on for that. Yeah, I can push the limit, but I, here's where I do need to stop. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good point when when you really think about it. Yeah, and I think a lot of it too is fear of a possible whooping from Mama. <laughs> well, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, that's that's a good point of being rooted rooted in there and and the and what you just mentioned there too a memory came back to me of there was a choir practice going on on a Thursday night when dad would practice choir there and I remember how you know we used to crawl in under the pews for whatever reason we were doing I remember just laying there and whatever (laughs) song was was going on it hit me at that point and I didn't know you even had that experience there. Yeah, I don't think I've ever told anybody. No, I mean, and I, I hadn't either. But it's it's weird now. We, I think about that of, you know, we looked at of going there as just being some rigid thing. But apparently the Lord wants us to get more out of it than we even know up until now. So, right. And you Amen. think about prayer too, you know, like even as, as I was growing up, and of course, I, you know, treating God like a genie whenever I got in trouble or needed mm, things. I yeah. rubbed the bottle and said my prayers. But I still did have that foundation of where I knew that I could talk to, to mm-hmm. you know, my father. And, and you know, it always, we, we, I still do it to this day. Like, I get a little lazy in prayer, but boy, when things get bad, I'm, right. I'm sure dialed in on it, you know? Right. Um, but I also think that's, that's um, th- that goes back to, you know, what we're called to do as, as biblical men. And, 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 like that's what your dad did. I mean, yeah, he probably knew this wasn't what you guys were looking forward to every Sunday, and probably knew, you know, probably there. I'm sure plenty of arguments or fights or whatnot. But he knew that there was that base that was going to be set, and and I think that's part of where, you know, guys that are our age now who have kids, like, it's very important to get your kids into church, even if you don't think they're paying attention. Because it's obviously when you're trying to knock your brother out with a Tonka toy, you guys weren't paying attention. <laughs> but obviously, it, it sunk. It sunk in. And yeah. it's important for us to get, you know, so many times we, we allow, because you don't want to fight. You know, so, right. okay, you can miss this week. Okay, you can miss, you know. But I think it's important to, to set that base. And I think you guys are a good example of that for what your dad said no, there's no compromise on this. This is what we do on Sundays, right? Like it or not, and I'm sure there's right. times here and there where you did. I mean, it wasn't right, you know. Um, but I think that's a great example, just for for us and for guys that are listening. That is very important for you to get your family into church because you you don't think they're listening, but they're still little sponges. Oh yeah. So, a yeah. um, couple quick, easy questions for you. Why don't you tell everybody about? Your families, you know, are you married? If so, uh, how long have you been married and how many kids do you have? How old are they? Go ahead, Stuff. Um, yes, I'm married. I've uh, been married since 99. Um, I'm not going to do the math real quick. Um, have four daughters. High school. <laughs> wow. He always, he always know, does that. I know. You're <laughs> really young or I'm really old. Um, but now I have four daughters. Um, our oldest is 17, have twins that are 13, and the youngest is 10. And, um, yeah, they keep us busy. And uh, going back to the the church foundation, they where we go, they really enjoy it. There, there are mornings where we do have to fight them, but most of the time they're up and ready to go and, and looking forward to getting mm-hmm. engaged out there. So, How about you, Adam? Yeah, so I've been married a long time. 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> every Sorry, single Jenny. day has been fantastic. Because yeah, I know she's probably going to listen to this at some point. But, oh yeah. <laughs> uh, no, it's, it's been it's been really good. I have uh, three kids. Uh, my oldest daughter just graduated college um, this past Saturday. So awesome. yeah, really proud of her. Kind of a tough time. And then my oldest son graduated high school this year. So you know they've kind of been in a, in a unique. Oh yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Which I I told him that's. Mm. That's great. We all go to graduation and set through 300 kids and only care about one. So, you know, at least they got something a little different this year. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and then I have a youngest, Isaac. He's, he's kind of the kid that um, knows no strangers. And we joke that he could walk out the front door with, without a dime in his pocket and make it to California with 100 bucks in his pocket. So, <laughs> yeah, at least. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, I've been pretty blessed with them. They're, they're, they're good kids. So, let me ask you guys. Um, I've known you guys since high school. We weren't friends per se. We were like just acquaintances. We knew one another. Uh, I wasn't at the first man up where you guys stood up, but I was fortunate enough to get invited to the second man up. So one year later, same weekend, um, I'm there because Jamie needed a helicopter. Hmm. But so while I'm there, I find out that on Friday night, you two are going to stand up and give your testimony of what mm-hmm. God has done in your life from one year prior. And I, I still remember, I still remember, Adam, how nervous you were. Oh. I remember that you were trying to keep it in there, Aaron, that you were comfortable, but you both were just nervous. But what I remember the most, I don't remember like every single thing you said, but what I remember is everything you said was clear. Like you guys, like I knew the Holy Spirit was speaking through you both. And I just remember when you guys came off of that stage, like I had like tears coming down my face and we were hugging. It was so powerful. So if you would just kind of share with everybody listening, what really happened in that year from you make a recommitment to you stand up on the stage a year later in front of three, 400 men and share what's God, what, what God has done for you. What happened in that year? And was it easy? Was it an easy year? Um, for me, it was basically just being accountable, um, and trying to just, I I knew I was searching, you know, I knew I needed to get my life back in order and prioritize. And it was always just me, 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 you know, like I mentioned before golfing and doing whatever I wanted and all that. But I, that year really, the Lord worked on me as far as dial, trying to dial in uh, with family, uh, make them more of a priority. Um, and this might stun you from, but being more sensitive towards others' feelings. Stop it. St- still, <laughs> still working on that one. Yeah. That, that's an everyday, uh, progress, but you have no. miles to go on that. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. That's so, that's so good. <laughs> one, one little baby step in right. so exactly. six years is good. Yeah. That's yeah right. it, it was, it was basically, you can't say whatever you want, whenever you want to whoever you want, how you want. And you know, I, that's it. I still have to filter that somewhat, but I, I just, I just felt the Lord in that year really working on me as far as getting things in, you know, priority as far as family and, and focusing on on my walk more and putting others first and not just thinking about Aaron all the time. So, so. did you start to go to church pretty much automatically after that? Yeah, day? it was, and that's another thing too. We 
we didn't really say, hey, let's start going to Ebenezer. Adam and I didn't. We just, I don't know if we showed up on the same Sunday um, or not, but that just happened as well. And that church has never been the same. Right, since then, exactly. Right? <laughs> yeah, I guess I, I, I never did. I never did know how you two both ended up there. That's it, pretty interesting. Just, neither of you knew you were no, going. No, it was the Sunday after Man Up, and I right. showed up and looked over, and he was there with his family. We yeah, didn't, even, we didn't even say that we were going. I've never and, heard that before either. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, and I, I, you know, Pastor Steve, the fair booth at Ebenezer sets up. I Every time you walk by there, I'd walked by a couple of years before, and he... <laughs> you know, how everybody comes out to greet you, but there was just something about him. Um, and I don't want to put him on a pedestal because then his head will get even more inflated. I hope he <laughs> listens to this. <laughs> but um, there was just something about him. He was engaging. And I, I told my wife after that, I said, he's just, he's interesting. Uh, I, I had actually gone there one Sunday before by myself. I just got up and decided to go. Um, and give it a try, and then you know, man up came. So it kind of all, all fell into place how it should be, I guess. So how about you, Adam? Amen. You just like just start going to church. I mean, was life easy that year? Did you read your Bible every day? Like, no, no. It was I was a work in progress, and I remember you said how nervous I was. I remember, and I'm not afraid to talk to anybody typically. <laughs> and I I swear they probably thought a chopper was landing early because that mic was bouncing <laughs> off my chest. <laughs> You guys know how much I shake anyway, and then you add that kind of pressure to it. <laughs> that poor sound guy. <laughs> right? But I, I remembered I, just that whole year. When, when we first started this journey after Man Up, this is the truth. I remember being nervous and embarrassed to say the name Jesus to my friends. Oh, wow. Yes. And I think part of my nerves when I was up there talking to those guys was I didn't want them to think I was a fraud mm. you know, or a phony because everybody knew you know, everybody knew me before and, and knew, and I had a lot of sin in my life at the time, you know, n- not that I'm perfect now, but that was one of the things sure. in that first year is I, I really started to n- needed to weed out some of the things that I was doing so that, A, I had to get my life and my, you know, in line to help my family. But also if I wanted to talk to anybody about the change, because people do notice the change, if I'm going to have any sort of legitimacy to it, I, I got to stop doing the stuff I was doing. Otherwise I'm just another hypocrite, Right. So it was, I remember that first year, it was a lot of pressure, but man, there was a lot of peace too. There was a lot of, um, you know, I talked about it then as guys were fixers, every, everything that comes, we think we got to fix it. We got to make it better. And and it's a lot of pressure. And for me to just have the Lord to say, you know what? I don't have to figure all this out. I can give this to you and and I'm going to do my part and do my best, but I'm going to trust that you're going to work in my life too. So, which I saw that first year. I mean, you know, that, that first year, you're a sponge. Oh, and you're are. just taking it right. all in and, and everything's so uh, it was exciting but it was an adjustment too I, I didn't know i didn't know how to have fun i thought as, as a christian i couldn't do anything that i did before and have fun and right aaron kind of touched on it with pastor steve he showed me that you can be a good god-fearing man and still have some fun and yuck it up so do you remember i get asked this sometimes do you remember what you said that year we gave our testimony and I remember that whole day I was, I was nervous and I had written things down. This is how I'm going to go, how, what I'm going to say. And I got up there and basically right before I got up there, just, I kind of forgot everything and said, (laughs) just give me the words. So yeah, I don't even remember now what I even said. So I remember, um, Al Webb spoke uh, the same evening. Uh, about what God had done in his life since the loss of his wife. 
uh, to cancer. And I just remember every guy sitting in the audience was hanging on all of the on all of your lectures, you know, just what you were pouring out. Every guy like had all their attention on what was being said from you, Al. And it was just amazing. You know, you got a room, what, three, four hundred men, and it's just dead silence and all attention is on you guys. Yeah, we laughed there because we kind of in that first year became the poster boys for for uh not for man up, I don't mean to say that, but you know, it was just kind of, hey, if God can work in these two morons' lives, <laughs> right. he, can, he can work in anybody. You exactly. know, it was like, they propped us up there like, look, if these two can make a change, any of you guys out there can. Well, yeah, and I remember when they asked, I was like, why would they ask us to do that? <laughs> well, I'm, I mean, I'm nothing special. Are you sure you want me up there? <laughs> I yeah. mean, I, I remember legitimately thinking that, like, can't you find somebody else to do this? So, But, but I also think a lot of that is, like, you guys were just regular guys. All right, so you know you, you have the you know that you have the part in scripture where Jesus talks about how you know a prophet never has any honor in his own hometown. You, so you kind of get that feeling because you're like, okay, these people know me, they know what I've done. So you're having this, and, and I remember having you know times like that where you know people, and still to this day, people think what we're doing is just a show, right? Um, but but I also think a lot of people related with you guys because one that you know they've known you for so many years, but two. It wasn't a. It wasn't like you went up as a polished speaking. It was just you guys saying, mm-hmm. "Look, here we are. This is what the Lord's done." You know, is it perfect? No. Are we a work in progress? Yes. But but I still think in that man up kind of environment that resonates more than the the perfect polished speaker. I mean, especially for relatability. Now. When you get someone like Malcolm to come up and teach, like he's very polished and very good with what he does, and same way with Steve. But a lot of guys need to have that. Yeah, these guys are just regular dudes. They're 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 just trying to figure this out as they go. Um, I, I think that's why it kind of resonated. Same way with Al that year. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think that that's really what grabbed people that year is that it wasn't. You know the perfect speech you had written out, and it was just the Holy Spirit talking, yeah. talking through you. And on, which is what is awesome is I think that's what does it almost every year. There's some opportunity to hear just another guy share what God has done in his life, and <clears throat> I think that really is what really hits home for all these other men that come to uh, uh, man up or what or, or any other event that we try and throw on here. And, in our area, uh, which is awesome. And I'm glad that I was able to kind of lead off with you guys. And I mean, I remember that time too. And it was, uh, it was awesome to hear your guys' story from the first year to the next. Um, since we're still, you know, in this kind of area, um, I know your, your, your dad's walk has changed over even these last, you know, six years that you guys, um, you know, I think, um, I think he's got a lot of inspiration from seeing what you guys have, have done. Um, what do you see that's different in how your individual households are now compared to the household it was that you grew up in? I mean, it's a different era. It's a different, you know, it's a different, uh, it's a different church. It's a different, I don't, the Bible hasn't changed, but I, I think there is some different teaching that's out there now because things, and, and you had mentioned this before we got on, on Airswope, that 
there's a lot more relationship taught now. Mm-hmm. And it just didn't seem to be taught as much back then. So, like, what are some of the things that you guys duplicate from what maybe your parents did as, as you guys grew up? And, and what are some things that you guys do differently for, you know, to lead your your family, you know, your wives, your kids, to make sure they have that base? Yeah, it's been, it's been really good for me in that, you know, I went home that first weekend and I was on fire and, um, you know, I was at about a 12 and, and here's my wife, Jenny standing there and she's probably at about a three or a four and scared, you know, it's just like, what, what just walked through that door? You, you know what I mean? But I was fortunate in the fact that she got on board and she got excited and she was open to learning and she saw, you know, there's a lot of guys and, that go home and, and their wives are like, no, that's not for me. I'm not right. doing it. Or you know, vice versa. The wife goes home and the husband says, no, that's not for me. And I think about how hard that would be. But my kids actually saw she and I, we got, we were on the same page pretty quick. And that's awesome. Yeah. And it helps. It helps a lot. So we started just like, you know, we'll go through seasons like everybody else. I remember a time in my house when every night I'd set my whole family down and I would say, everybody pick a scripture and we're going to talk about that scripture and what it means to you. And, you know, and then life gets in the way and you start worrying about things that aren't as important and you're running and you know what I mean? You get out of that habit and it's really easy to do. So I think I've gone through seasons where I've been maybe a better leader of the house than other times. But my kids have always seen uh, a man that senses that I love the Lord. I make no apologies about it. You won't ever catch me running from that because somebody's criticizing me or saying, saying some things that, you know, they don't. And, and I talk to him about it because I, you know, you, as a father, you feel a lot of guilt because you know, when you're setting a bad example, but what I've yep. found, yeah, our kids are pretty forgiving. They, they don't, mm. they don't pick us right. apart and, and fine tune us. They just see someone that loves the Lord and that is imperfect. And I think that's okay. I think it's to show them, look, I'm trying. I'm just getting the game is what I'm saying, you know? Right. And I remember at one point I was talking to a guy at church, Kelly, and I think I was frustrated at the time. I'm like, you know, I really want my kids to be more involved and I want them to be in their Bible more. And, and uh, Kelly looked at me and he said, well, how long did it take you, Adam? <laughs> and I said, <laughs> <laughs> and, he didn't, he, and he didn't mean it in a, he's right. You know, yeah. I was 36 years old before, before I knew events. Maybe right. I ought to cut them a little slack, you know, so. So let me ask you this question. Uh, you and your wife were baptized on the same day? Yeah. Yeah. That was probably one of the most uh, mm. special days to us. And somebody got a, a or what was her dad, got a great picture of um, she and I both hugging Pastor Steve as we come out of the water wet. Awesome. And, uh, Jenny's dad's really good with uh, graphic design and stuff. So he was able to make it look like a pencil sketched. You guys know he's made all kinds of stuff about yeah, it. Yeah, he's very good. Yeah. We've seen all the, all the jokes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We've all got memes. So, yeah. But anyway, he was really good. It's framed in our house. It's a, it's a day that um, just was really not only special in our walk, but special for she and I that it was, sure. it was something that, you know, mm. I, I, I could sit here and ramble one all day, but part of the the gift of all this was is Jenny and I's marriage. It's it's not perfect and we still have our problems, you know, like we always did, but I kind of got out of that. And we, we talk about it now. She used to keep a tally and so did I, Mm -hmm. you know, I did this, this, and this, so I'm entitled to this, this, and this. Well, I'm not entitled to anything. 
I need to be grateful for what the Lord gives me. I need to show her grace. You know, now I know all these things I'm supposed to do. Do I always get that right? <laughs> Absolutely not. Right. Again, we go back to yeah. the seasons thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Good seasons, yeah. bad seasons. But it was just, it was good for her and I to start saying, okay, we got to go at this a little differently. You know, it's, it's the old rope, you know, three things twined together. She and I and God, it's unbreakable. Right. So. Stubby? Um, hello. Um, I think when I came home, Heidi was glad that I finally had removed my head from a certain area. um, She, I think she just was glad to see that finally I was kind of getting on the road that she was as far as church and, and wanting to get the kids be with the kids and involved in that area. So, um, talking about when you you said something similar with what our parents, I think it's just the foundation um, <clears throat> of how they, we've realized they set the foundation, you know, taking us and we're trying to set the foundation of, of having our daughters be involved and, and go and realize that, you know, that we all know the church isn't a building, but it's the people. So it's, you know, you go and you, intertwine with everybody there and you can make a difference you can build new relationships and and things like that so 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 one one of the memories i have with um your girls we do the thanksgiving dinner oh yeah and uh i think it was a couple years ago uh all the girls disappeared for a while they go into that one little room and they came out with these poster boards of like it was kind of like a thanksgiving to to the lord you know and it was just and i remember thinking yeah the three of us we at that age we would have tried yeah. to set the building on fire right. but instead and and that's what these kids did and i thought i'm i'm so grateful that the lord put me on the path because it, it's affected riley but the same thing for for you guys too like you could have continued down the path you were going, which would have directly affected where your kids were at. Mm-hmm. I mean, right. Um, so, but that's what it's, it's always a memory I go back on um, and, and think about how different our childhoods, right. <laughs> what we would have done right. compared to, to what, you know, what our kids are doing now. Yeah. So I want to um, kind of maybe fast forward to today. So we already shared with everybody that you two are the couple of the originals. Um, after year two of man up is when, um, uh, Sean decided to kind of get the band back together. The beers, breaks, Bibles, dudes. Um, that's where I kind of came in right after that. So from that point in time of back to the Bible study on Thursday nights at the shop to today, what are some of the things that stand out in your time without the boat ministries? That, and I know that's a big question, mm-hmm. but are there a couple things for each of you that you would share? Um, something that touched you, something that you would want other men to know, maybe who are on the fence and aren't in the game, as you said, Adam. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe some things that you've seen God do. Just leave it up to you guys to share <clears throat> something. Well, what sticks out with me is the the community outreach. I mean, that how many people that the group's been able to help. Um, you see different things get laid on, you know, guys' hearts at different times. And 
the Lord just works everything out and, you know, go back to Miller and the, and the flooding. I mean, that's a huge undertaking and it took a while time-wise, so to speak, but everything came together and, and then of course, move the Hills, the concert, you know, I, I remember the first mention of that when you guys came back and mentioned that, I, I mean, I'll be honest, my mind, I thought we're never going to, this isn't ever going to happen. I mean, to pull all this off logistically wise, financially wise, these bands are going to be like, where's Logan? And why would we even want to go there? So, um, I mean, I, yeah, there's, there's so many different things and and the group growing from, you know, three to five to 12 to 70, you know, it just, it just keeps, it keeps it going. And I think that's, that's really cool as far as getting everybody from different, I'll say churches, different areas to come together for one cause. And I, I think a lot of people do, and you touched on it earlier, I think Adam, as far as a lot of times everybody thinks that, you know, Christians walk around, we walk around like we may be perfect and unflawed since we've found the Lord. But you come into this group with, you know, your rough edges and your different problems and issues, and somebody is going through it, has gone through it, or, mm-hmm. or will know how mm-hmm. to help yeah. you in some way. Um, I hear out of the boat mentioned, you know, in conversations in different areas pretty often. And I, re- I remember after the first move of the hills, everywhere you went for a little while, it's like, you guys did such a great job. And I was almost embarrassed to talk about it because I, you know, I said that was the Lord working through us. We just were the, were the idiots on the street that put it together. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> but yeah, there's, there's so many different memories. Those are just a few that jump out to me right off. Yeah. I was just, I, I was thinking about it earlier, you know, when we were talking all the way back, the first man up about how, um, how blessed I am that the Lord put all of you guys in my life, you know, and that, he decided on the, the, the one night that my life was going to change that, hey, your brothers is going to also because mm. that's going to strengthen you when you need. Mm-hmm. You know, like Aaron and I always talk, we have so much in common. We're, we're very different in some ways, but we have so much in common that if we weren't brothers, we'd probably still be best friends. Mm. So the fact right. that the Lord put all of us together, and then you think about, you know, the old saying, he doesn't call the equipped, he equips the called. Look at all the people that have come through out of the boat, and they may not still come. But for that season of their life, they came through and they learned, you know, they gave and they received. And it seems like no matter what this group needs, um, the Lord provides it. So I just think we've been really blessed. And then there's safety in numbers, too. I'm sure there's guys out there that wouldn't be on this walk alone. But then mm-hmm. they say, hey, look at these pack of morons. I can jump in with them, <laughs> you know, yeah, and, and they'll have my back. And if somebody wants to, to make fun or, or, you know, hey, safety in numbers, we can all do this together. So. I've just seen kind of a big movement in this area, and I think it's affected the community, all of us guys. Like you said, I've seen it in my parents. Their walks have grown. I just, um, It's just different now in that people understand, I think, a little better uh, their need for the Lord in their life. So, yeah, and, and, and when you said, you know, how you thank the Lord for... I remember, especially when I first started going to church, I, I remember you know, hearing these sermons about how that, you know, you got to cut ties with some people. You know, like there's some people in your life and I, and 
I remember thinking like, man, the Lord has really blessed me because I didn't have to do that. Like two of my closest friends kind of started the journey, you know, not really far long after I did. And I never had to like cut ties with lifelong friends. Like some people have had to. Um, and I've always been very thankful for that. Yeah. Um, that, you know, it, I don't know, we, we all kind of, not at the same time, but we sort of all kind of started this journey together mm-hmm. so we didn't have to break stuff um, <laughs> like we used to. Right? <laughs> but you think about it, too. It's like, you know, it's no secret. We don't all always agree, mm-hmm. you know, but I think we all learn from each other. You know, we, right. we all see things maybe a little differently. You know, they say that your view is through your life experiences, but we all do very different things in our lives, and I think that... I love how we'll sit in here and read scripture, and if five of us read it, five of us may see five different things out of it. Right. But it's an atmosphere where we can say, "All right, let's put our egos in our pockets and let's let's right. see what he's seeing, and you know, let's think about it a little bit." So yeah, because because your walk has been different than my walk. Sure. Right. Um. So, and and I think that's the benefit that we have with how the book, and that's why I really love this this time of reading through the the gospels is. You know, we're able to read these verses, and you know, some of these different stories were going to affect us differently. Um, you know, I, I know one of the some of the conversations just because we're going through John, so it's the conversations that we've had with you know Samaritan at the well mm-hmm. and the turning water to wine, and, and these different that we're going to have different perspectives. You know, pick up different different um, cues on these, uh, and I've always enjoyed that with Out of the Boat. I've always enjoyed that with. Um, because I can go home and chew on that a little bit. Right. And, and it, you know, you may not overly agree right at that moment, but the Lord can use that. And then a few right. days later, you just kind of, you're still, it's still mulling it over and you're like, okay, it's a, di- it, I can look at this piece of scripture in a different light. Right. right. You know, so, um, so, um, let me ask you this, each of you, you, you got some mic time now. What is it that you'd want to say to the people out there that are listening, specifically um, to the men that are listening, either men who don't believe in Jesus, their wife made them listen to this podcast maybe, or maybe some guys who um, are on the fence. Maybe they go to their church every Sunday, but they aren't really in the game. They're just kind of taking it in. They're checkboxing it off just so their wife doesn't complain to them. Um, what would you say to guys, not just specifically about out of the boat ministries, but being a disciple of Jesus? This is just some some time where you can just talk to to folks who are listening. I I would say lay your ego aside, put your guard down, and get in the Word. Um, for me, you know i I can't do life without him. Um, I've become actually during this whole quarantine, whatever you want to call it, pandemic, um, I've become closer to the Lord than I ever have been, Mm. closer to my family than I ever have been. Uh, Life slowed down for us extremely to a screeching halt, and I heard a lot of people complaining about it, but I wasn't complaining a bit. I mean, I, I make it a point now to get up every morning and get in the Word right off. It's a great way to start the day. I'd always wanted to never had or made the time before when life was busy. Um, but it's a great way to start today. And we're having, you know, just 
more closeness is family time and things like that. So it's allowed me to connect with the Lord. Um, I think guys need to get in the word, but I think they need to realize that, you know, God's got your back through anything. There's nothing that you're thinking that he's not going to help you out with. There's nothing you can't say or pray to him. Um, and, and like I mentioned earlier, pride and embarrassment, just, just leave that all because whatever you're thinking, he already knows you're thinking it. So, you know, I just make, I just make it a point to connect with him daily. And I think Sean, you mentioned one time, sometimes your day is like a running prayer. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's what, that's what mine a lot of the time is. And sometimes I, (laughs) I just kind of ramble on to him and think, ah, you need to be listening to somebody else right now. But, uh, just, just get in tune with the Lord. Um, there's guys here that be more than glad to help you reach out to, um, somebody's always available, you know, to talk to out of the boat. So I just say, yeah, get in the game, put your guard down, lay your ego and your pride at the door, make the Lord your priority and everything else will, will fall into place. Any difficulties, troubles you may have, he's got, he's got your back. So. Yeah. You said it exactly. My thought, as soon as you asked that question, Matt was, you know, guys just got to get in the game. You know, I think, People a lot of times when they find out, you know, about some of the changes us guys have made in our lives, I think they assume we're more judgmental because I think a lot of people have had a bad uh, relationship with Christians mm. as far as being judged or uh, not. And certainly not all. I'm not trying to put everybody in the same bag, but there, mm. there are people have had some bad experiences. So they think, oh, well, you know, Adam's a Christian now. He's going to be judgy and looking down his nose at me. And, I'm, and it's actually the exact opposite. I'm far less judgmental now than I ever was. <laughs> Because I see my sin, I see how much you know I have to improve on. It's more of a compassion for people because you want to see them saved. You want to see them go through um, the peace and and listen. I I tried to fill that big hole in my stomach for a lot of years with a lot of things, none of which were good. <laughs> you still are trying to fill it with food, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, amen on the food. Yeah, and Lord, but, thank you for Pizza Crossing being back open. <laughs> Three eight five eight five five eight. I, I, I do want to mention. I just got a text that Penny's Pastries will be open on the nineteenth. Uh, Another answered 19th. prayer. Oh wow! So no, I would just tell guys get get involved. Don't don't think you've got to, you know, have scripture memorized or. You know, you need to understand that Jesus Christ died for your sins, hmm. and you need to understand, you know, that God sent Him, um, that His blood will atone for your sin. But then just get in the Word. You know what I mean? Talk to guys. Let the Lord work in your life, and then when other people talk to you about it, say, "Hey, I, you know, I might not be able to recite a bunch of scripture at you yet, but I can tell you what the Lord's done in my life." And and guess what? It's not always going to be perfect, and it's not always going to be, you know, great and rosy. But when things get down and the storms come. You know, my house is built on rock and not sand, so. I appreciate what you said there. <clears throat> you said yet, um, and I think that's important. Um, obviously, you need to take the first steps if you don't know God to know Him. Right. Uh, but it is a journey. It is something, and it's worthwhile. We all know this. We all know that we all can for, fall short of that journey sometimes, too. But that journey is pretty amazing, and to be able to, at points, be able to quote scripture is is a blessing itself. Um, so I appreciate you saying that, uh, and I think that's important to be able to share with uh, others to say, hey, you know, you can start here, but you can keep going as well. Right. 
So Stubby, you mentioned it, how kind of things have kind of changed, you know, in your life um, during this time. Like what's, what's, what's changed for you? Like, and and I guess, uh, I I guess to go a little bit deeper with that, like, do you feel during this time there's something specific that the Lord is working? Mm. It's kind of been a conversation we've had a few times, like, and each one of us kind of feel that the Lord is kind of pulling out something that says, okay, this is, do you guys kind of, do you feel that? Is, Is the Lord working on you guys? And then, you know, Swope, what is your what is your normal now compared to what it was? Yeah, I, I feel the main thing he told us was to slow down, uh, focus on me. Um, you're just mm-hmm. running in circles, um, and I I find this. I, I like I mentioned before, I was getting up every morning to make it a point to get in the Word. Um, I started reading Job. And I'd never written jo- read Job all the way through, but I started reading that. I was like, why would he take me to Job? Wow. And that, that's a couple days later, I found one. out that yeah. uh, I had lost my job. Oh, man. So mm-hmm. then I, it hit me. That's why you wanted me to go there. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, I had no idea why. I just, for some reason, I felt him saying, get in Job, and then that happened. But, um, no, I just I go back to the the focusing on the Lord to guide, um, making it a point to let Him guide. I'm uh, not trying to do everything yourself. Not trying to worry about tomorrow. Not trying to worry about five hours from now. Be in the moment. He's got you, and that's what he. That's what I just keep getting through all this. Um, you know, when I when I came home that day from losing my job and I told Heidi you know she she obviously was upset but maybe maybe I'm nuts but I felt a piece of mm-hmm. it I felt like had a preach right there yeah mm-hmm. I, I didn't feel any sense of panic I didn't feel a sense of urgency with having a large family I, and I and I still don't I just know that mm. you know he's got a plan for me I know I'm supposed to be somewhere else and I hope I'm not too stupid to see when he opens the door where I'm supposed to be next. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I felt an overwhelming sense of peace through all of this, through this whole quarantine time. Um, but it's mainly be, being because I've been in the Word and been able to focus on him more and to slow down and focus on family more. And he's tied it all together beautifully for us. So, Yeah, you guys... No, uh, sorry, Swope, not no, to no, cut you. Yeah. I remember, I want to say it was a weekend before they shut everything down. We were out there for basketball tournaments. And I don't even know if you had any kids playing, did you? You were out there watching nieces and nephews. Probably so, yes. Uh, Because the girls were running around on the track. Riley was out there to watch a friend of hers. But you had just told me, I think we were there on a Sunday. You had said you were there maybe Friday night, and you were there Saturday about Mm -hmm. all day. You didn't think you were going to be there much today, but it ends up you're going to be there all day because you're watching multiple courts with, you know, multiple. Right. And I, I remember thinking, like, the, the the you guys are never home. Like, you guys yeah. were never home with all the different sports, you know, that four different kids are in going four different directions. I mean, the twins are going to be, right. you know, kind of on the same team, but you're still going multiple different directions. You're outnumbered. 
Oh yes. You're four to two. Yes. You're outnumbered. I, I carry a white flag in my uh, right. pocket <laughs> right. all the time. Um, we, we've actually joked about just selling our house and buying an RV and uh, <laughs> just driving it around to different gyms and you know. Yeah. But I mean, so. some of the stories I remember you and Scotty talking about. Uh, I want to see you guys came home from a volleyball tournament at like two o'clock in the morning. Yes. Um, yeah. I remember thinking like. They're just a hundred miles an hour, right? Like all the time, and you get and you get used to that lifestyle, and then when it comes to an abrupt halt like it did, I mean, it was it was I, I want to say a, a welcome blessing in that regard. Not that I don't enjoy watching my kids; I do miss watching them and you know their activities and stuff. But um, yeah, a, a slowdown, and I think maybe he's trying. Maybe the Lord's trying to tell us all like. You know, agreed. You know, this, this, you guys need to get your focus back on me and slow down and, mm. and be focused yeah. on what's important mm-hmm. in your family, not, not on these, the running around and things that, let's face it, is it going to matter in five years that, you know, your kids played this sport or whatnot? Chances are no. Well, I mean, the three so. of us grew up together, literally blocks away. Yeah. Our, our child, our childhood wasn't this busy. Mm-hmm. No. I mean, it wasn't, but that's been that's become society. I, 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 there's a part of me that almost feels like busyness has become an idol. Right. That, yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. But, yeah. You know, when it, when Aaron talked about being at peace with this decision, one of the things I've noticed from the very first phone call when we when he told me that he'd lost his job, I hung up and I thought, man, he seems so comfortable with this, mm-hmm. like so at peace mm-hmm. with this. And that's the one thing through all of this I've seen from him. And, you know, Aaron's a worrier by, or stubby, so that everybody keeps it straight here. He's a worrier by nature. Hello. So, <laughs> so for him to be at peace with this decision, it's, it blows me away. And then I was, God. Think, I was thinking about another buddy of ours who went through a divorce and, and, you know, some bad things happened to him that he had every right to be bitter. And he wasn't. And I watched him draw closer to God too. And I watched him set an example for showing mm. grace. And so I, and I was just sitting here thinking between Aaron and our other buddy, you know, maybe you don't, to witness to somebody, you don't have to go up to some stranger on the street and talk to him. Right. Oh, yeah. Maybe you can witness mm. through your actions mm-hmm. and how much you rely on Jesus enough that other people can say, man, I'm not sure what that guy has, but I want some of that. I, I completely agree with that. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, well, what's your... What what's your life like now? What's um, you know? What do you feel the Lord has said? Hey, Swope, here's something we need to work on. Yeah, I agree with Stubbs. The first first and foremost was um, you guys need to put your focus back on me and, and not so many other things around. Um, it has been for us uh, great family time. Just no no other distractions. Like we pretty pretty much play a game every night, and I really appreciate the time that I probably didn't take make time before it before, but to just, you know, it's not so much about the game you're playing. It's interacting with your kids and mm-hmm. talking to them and monkeying yep. around, you know, and just being more involved in their lives because they can't go anywhere either. They're stuck right there with me, <laughs> you know? So, um, and then the third thing for me has kind of been relationships. You know, I'm with my job, I'm out and I'm with people and I, and it's, I don't necessarily see good people or, you know, the best of our society all week. So I tend to withdraw maybe a little bit in, 
at the, especially the older I get, my wife is a little bit. We we joke that we're built we're built for quarantine. I mean, oh, just, oh yeah, you know. Yeah. But but yeah. I I said it the other day. I never thought I'd miss shaking a man's hand or you know going out and hanging out with friends or just going to dinner. All the stuff you took for granted in your relationships and mm. your time with people because you're so busy, you just want a break. Now I'm like, you know, when we're able to get back out, I really want to get together. I want to appreciate those time with my friends and, you know, with all you guys and the things we do a little more because I think I was starting to take it for granted. Mm. Good to yeah. hear. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, it, your comment about you and Jenny being built, it, it takes me back to your... Uh, <laughs> built for you, quarantine. Yeah. Your, uh, your, what was it, WWE SmackDown? Oh, yeah. That you played like a mon, you you boarded yourself up in the basement for twenty some hours. Yeah, yeah. No he lived shower. up on Summit. Had this uh, um, basement. It was a great basement in that house. And uh, he fired up this game and started. What was the name? Uh, you probably can't say the name you, of your character. No, you can't say the, the name initial of for ODB. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But and I'm not a video gamer really. That's not something I enjoy. But this game scratched me right where I itched, and it was twenty some hours later. I was still fighting for the wow. title, yelling, trying to get food brought. Down, I just remember him yelling. He would just yell upstairs. Remember Jenny? Yeah, I don't think he showered for no, at I least didn't. two days. I and nice. But you're happy as can be yeah. by yourself in yeah. that basement. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. See, I've never been like I always have to be. This is going to sound bad on our podcast, but, and I'm still working through this with the Lord, but I've never been a huge fan of people. <laughs> really? <laughs> right. If this was Johnny Carson, I'd be like, yes, sir. <laughs> you are correct, sir. <laughs> but I still like to be out, though. I like to be around my people. Right. I mean, I do right. like to, I like my circle. Uh, you know, I like doing, and, and this has been something that, you know, surprisingly for me has been like I wouldn't mind being around some people that I don't like right now. Right. I mean just mm-hmm. to be around other people to have some type of interaction. Right. I yeah. Mean, I agree. Um so with this everyone you know the the buzzword is new normal. You know. Eventually at some point in time we're going to come out of this. Right. Um, you guys have both talked about how the slowdown has been something big in your life. Um, what are you hoping for? What are you, are you setting goals? Are you, have you made commitments to kind of change things when they go back? Like, what are you striving for your quote unquote new normal, uh, whenever, you know, when it, whenever all this is lifted and we can go back. I'm not going to tell our kids. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go on and act, at least for this rest of this year, hopefully, that the whole quarantine is still going on, and then I'm going to kind of shut social media and everything down so they really have no clue. Probably some great uh, advice right there. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I, and honestly, I've thought about that. I, I don't want to say, use the word dread, but I, I almost dread to the point of where things do get back to normal. Um, because of the running that will start. But I think I'm going to, what, what I've got out of this, what I'm hoping to make a point of is just taking that time each day and being more persistent to get into the word. Mm. Um, wherever I'm at, whatever I'm doing, stopping to make a point of, you know, talking to the Lord, you know, instead of driving around kind of doing a, a rambling, you know, prayer, so to speak, of just making it a point 
you know, to talk to him, to be focused on him, not to have all this outside noise. Um, it may be sitting in the truck in a parking lot before I'm going in somewhere, you know, but, um, I know that, I know that the busyness will come that, that comes with a large family. And, and part of me is, you know, excited for that. But I, I think the, the family meals and all that, I think we just have to do a better point of, of making that happen, you know, and not, not letting life dictate so much of what we do. It's more, a lot of times I feel like we're just reacting. Mm. Um, but, you know, I want to make a different, different approach when we do come out of this of, of keeping things on the, on the slower side of life and enjoying it more, taking the time to enjoy it more and soak it in. Cause you know, one thing I've thought about too is you, and it keeps coming up is you're not guaranteed tomorrow. So quit worrying about it. Quit worrying about, like I mentioned earlier, five hours from now, even be in the moment, be present, mm. praise the Lord. So that's deep. That was I know. deep. It's wow. good. You Can might I drop this uh, mic now? Yeah. <laughs> Just walk out. That was so deep, he can't even stand up in that hole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You ask PB what happens when you break my microphones. Yeah. yeah. It's not pretty. <laughs> All right, Swope. No, nah, I just, Aaron, t- Aaron touched on it, priorities. You know, where, where are we going to put our time and where are we going to... It's going to be a little bit easier for me in the fact that, you know, daughter out of college now, son out of high school, so we're down to one at home, which... You know, that was always a big thing too, is you only got so much time and then you ha- then it's very obvious which one of them you like better, you know. Oh, yeah, whose yeah. games are you always at? And <laughs> right. So that'll be easier to disguise now. But because. now you got the kids outnumbered. <laughs> right. For many, many years you've right. been outnumbered too. Yeah. Right. You know, now you, you you know, you pulled even this year, or for the past few years you guys have pulled even. Yeah. But, yeah. So yeah, I'm just gonna I'm gonna the busyness is nice to be gone. I I heard a um one time they equate it like to a glass of water. And, you know, if, if, that, if that glass is full of water, which is the busyness and the social media and all the running in our life, then there's no way to pour anything else in it, mm-hmm. you know? So how does the Holy Spirit get in if it's mm. full of all that other stuff? So we got to dump all that nonsense out to make space for the Holy Spirit in our lives, you know? So that's just kind of one of the things I, I've done is I got off social media just because, I mean... I, my gosh, I was a full-blown addict. I'd set a stoplight and pull up Facebook. Oh, what, I know. What What yeah. is on there that I need to know? You know what I mean? So th- that's what I've done. The last two days, I've started that purge. Yeah. Of just... And and, and, and it's so sad. You, I, I, I flip open my phone, and it's like my thumb automatically goes to mm. that app. Yeah. Right. And, and, I, and I've hit it a couple times a day and then immediately closed it because I'm like... Wow. Yeah. I'm so, like you said, addicted to it. Yeah. Addicted to trash, but then realizing how it neg- negatively affects my yeah my thought, and, you know, yeah. because I yeah. don't need to. I don't need to know everybody's opinion. Right. And my kids would be outright talking to me, and I and I'm so locked in on what you had for dinner, or you I've know, been there. So it's and they, and they I have w- good meals for you. You are you're an, you're right. an eater. I'll give you that. <laughs> well, and you see where the phone tells you how much time you're on social media. Yeah, and, and <laughs> mm-hmm. I I had gotten rid of Facebook earlier this year, but I'm back on it now since you know I have a little more time nowadays. <laughs> but the time that it shows that you're on social media, I it actually yesterday it came up and I said, there's time where I could have been in the word even more or, you know, oh, so yeah. just things mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Just yeah, God has shown me absolutely through this that, uh, 
I have a lot more time for him than what I really think I do. Oh, yeah. What if we switched it? Our our Bible time for our social media time. And TV TV time. Just think how close we would be um, and how in tune with him. And I know for me personally, when I am closer, when I am spending more time in the Word, any kind of sinful nature, any kind of temptation is less. still there. Sure. I mean, it's always going to be there until we go home, but it is less, and sometimes significantly less. If I'm really pressing into God, really spending time... Um, listening to him, uh, talking to him, and reading—I mean, the 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 sinful nature of myself diminishes so much. It, yeah, it's real You're, easy to flip back onto uh, Facebook or wh- whatever it is. You know, right? We all have our our own things uh, that just kind of distract us. And exactly right. Now we don't mean to tell anybody out there listening that. Um, you need to cut out the Out of the Boat podcast because we are here for all of your Christian walk needs. Right. So. Shameless plug. Yeah, well stay done. Stay on for that. Yes. Well done. Well done. Well, that's uh, pretty much all the questions yeah. tonight. I mean, if there's anything you guys have on your chest, anything you guys want to uh, say, um, yeah, this is a... This is your free moment. No, just I think you you said it earlier. For anybody that, um, you know, anybody that's thinking about this or, or, you know, feel the Lord calling you, reach out to one of us. You know I mean? We certainly don't have all the answers, but we can we can tell you what our walk was. And, you know, I have a lot of guys at work and that I talk to that they don't believe at all. And, you know, I talk to them about it and I say, hey, look, what if I'm wrong? If I'm wrong, I, you know, maybe became a better person and treated some people better. But what if you're wrong? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? Yep. So just something to think about. Right. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Nice. You got anything? No. Uh, great show. Yeah. Thank you Appreciate guys for you guys. Yeah, it. was fun. It. Yeah. it was awesome. Glad we uh, were sharing. able to do it and it was kept clean. We didn't break anything. That's yeah. true. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, I want I want to thank you guys. Um, but also just thank you guys for uh, you know your friendship, your loyalty to me. Um, you know, through the ups and downs, uh, we haven't always agreed, uh, but we've always still had that bond together. Um, you know, the last, I don't know, 35, 40 years has been a blast looking forward to the, to the next, um, because this one here, you know, this, this last half is going to be led by the Lord. Um, and you had, you had touched on it earlier, Stubby, where a lot of the, 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 the first half was led by self. You know, we, we're always going mm-hmm. after self, self-indulgement, self-pleasure, self, self, self. So I'm interested to find out where the Lord's going to take us on this, on the second half, um, just from following Him. Right. Um, so, so with that, you want to close us up in prayer, Matt? Yeah. Yeah, let's pray. So Lord, we just thank you for our time here tonight. Um, Lord, we want to lift up Pastor Steve's wife. Major surgery tomorrow, Lord. We just ask that... Uh, You'd be with the doctors and the nurses that are going to care for her, Lord. Lord, uh, be with Pastor Steve. Uh, Lord, we just ask that during this time that he can just be Steve the husband and not Steve the pastor. Lord, we know everyone at that church is going to pick up for him where they need to. So, Lord, we just lift her up in her surgery and everything that she has got going on, Lord. We know that uh, she's in your hands, and we thank you. Um, Lord, we just lift up Aaron. Um, he, he poured it out tonight. He trusts you. You took him to Job for a purpose. Uh, and Lord, so we just ask that you be with him and his wife. Lord, that you just give them peace and comfort through all this. Um, he, he told us all tonight, Lord, he knows that you're going to take care of him. 
Um, and Lord, uh, we just thank you for that. Lord, I thank you for the time here tonight. Lord, I thank you for my brothers that are around this table. We've been through so much, Lord, um, following after you. And so, Lord, we just thank you for that. Lord, we're excited for what you're going to bring into this new world that we're stepping into, Lord. We're excited for the men that you're going to send our way. Lord, we just pray that uh, there are people out there that didn't plan on hearing this episode, but they're going to get it somehow. And what Aaron and Adam said is going to touch them, and it's going to encourage them to reach out maybe to one of them to ask some questions about you. And so, Lord, just like anything that you put in front of us, you want to be glorified. And so, Lord, we just pray that at Out of the Boat, as, as men, as friends, that all of us here tonight are glorifying you in all that we say and do. Lord, we thank you for your grace and mercy. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 You've been listening to Cast the Net, a production of Out of the Boat Ministries. For more information, follow us on Facebook at Out of the Boat Logan or visit our website, outoftheboatministries.com.